Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to Marketing Saves the World, marketingsavestheworld.com or firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. For example, you could get a sample episode of Competitive Strategy with Kevin Coyne. Kevin Coyne is an ex-McKinsey partner, former worldwide head of strategy, and he had served something like over 25 CEOs on a personal level, on a one-to-one basis over his career. Kevin also has a program called How to Become a McKinsey Partner. It's the first time ever a McKinsey partner has gone on record talking about what is actually required to become a partner and you'll find it's very different from what you think is required how to develop deep insights which i have put together one of our most popular programs the electric car startup you will get sample episodes of all of those programs and more if you sign up to this list so that said i hope you enjoy today's episode hello mary hi michael so we had some interesting discussions where do you want to take it next I want to ask you a question about comparative advantage PhD students have over MBAs or undergrads even. Sometimes when I think about going into the consulting industry as PhDs, we definitely don't know the companies enough as the undergrads who just after their undergraduate education, just go into the consulting industry and work at that company. And we also don't have the business background as the MBA. So in what areas can we bring value other than the cliche, you know, well, we can think things deeply. I mean, a lot of people can think things deeply. And sometimes the skills in consulting industry, well, okay, so let me put it this way. So for PhDs, we are trained to think things very carefully and deeply and uh, use a lot of data to back up our hypothesis. But in the consulting industry, a lot of times the important thing is to get the most, the big part right. You know, okay. like, I know what you're saying. They don't need to have all these little things figured out. As long as if you give them a number of 30 million, they don't care about it's 30 million and mm-hmm. $5,000 versus 31 million. You know, it's mm-hmm. a lot on the line with 30 million. So in that sense, our attention to detail and, and this training that we get in our PhD program really isn't that helpful, to be honest. Okay. I understand exactly what you're saying. And I'm going to tell you to teach you something very counterintuitive here, right? Okay. Have you ever watched a show called, what is it called? Uh-huh. What is this show called? It's so famous. It's about this lady, I think a designer who lives with a gay guy in an apartment. What is it called? It's a show that was on several years ago. Okay. Now, it's this lady starring, uh, what's her name? Jessica or Sarah Messing, reddish hair. I find her quite annoying, but she's a good actress. <laughs> she lives with a guy, very you know, well put together, gay guy, professional uh-huh. He's a lawyer, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. And then his friend is Jack, who is a stereotyped gay person. The reason I'm mentioning this to you is that we're making a very, very subtle point here. A uh-huh. very important point. And it's going to be uh-huh. very counterintuitive. Uh-huh. How did the producers of that show know that gay people act in a certain way? Stereotype? Yeah, they stereotyped it, right? Uh-huh. Now, if you are gay, uh-huh. or, or you think you're gay... Uh-huh. Well, you could be gay. I don't know how it works. But let's assume, <laughs> right? You are a young child and you're watching Jack okay. on TV. And uh-huh. you don't have any other role models. Mm-hmm. And you watch Jack behaving in a certain way. Mm-hmm. What are you likely to do? Mimic. I'm not picking on the gay community. This applies to anything. If you are a Hispanic lady 
mm-hmm. in the United States and you don't see many Hispanic leaders and you see one on TV, you are likely to mimic mm-hmm. behavior for many reasons. One is you think that this is the way an Hispanic leader is meant to behave. This is mm-hmm. the way Hispanic leaders are accepted if they behave this way. It's a very complicated reason. But the reason is you tend to mimic the behavior. Okay. Now, I'm going to say something that I think many people may disagree with, but I'll explain my logic. I don't think that PhDs are bad at cases. Mm-hmm. I don't think PhDs are more detail-oriented. I think that PhDs are told that they are more detail-oriented and they think they are more detail-oriented. Okay. I think that PhDs have been marginalized so much by industry mm-hmm. that they've picked the one thing that mm-hmm. MBAs are not good at mm-hmm. and they've made it into their reason of being. Okay. They don't have the kind of general skills. They don't have the work experience. They said, okay, what? do we have that MBAs don't have? Well, we're detail-oriented. <laughs> okay. And they just tell everyone, okay, well, we're detail-oriented, we're detail-oriented. And I'll give you a very simple example, a very real example. I'll give you the example of Jack. Uh-huh. I forget the name of the show. I used to watch it a lot. <laughs> it was a good show. <laughs> but anyway, what do you think is the main difference between BCG and McKinsey? BCG, it's more subtle and they have more intellectual humility. They are very low-key. Anything about the work they do? I guess I just don't know that much about the work. Okay. Most uh-huh. people you speak to, uh-huh. you ask them what the difference is. They'll tell you, well, BCG is known for doing more pure research, almost academic microeconomics. Oh, okay. That's what they'll tell you. And if, if most people you speak to, they'll say that. Now, I know for a fact that BCG is no better than McKinsey at you know deep thinking microeconomics, right? Right. But where did this start? It started from a book that was written. In the 1990s. Mm-hmm. You know, the 1990s when consulting firms were becoming powerhouses globally, there's a mm-hmm. book that was written called, I forget what it's called now. Clearly my age is catching up with me. But anyway, <laughs> it's a book that became very famous explaining to people the consulting industry. Mm-hmm. And in that book, the authors mm-hmm. quote one person who explains the difference in this way. Mm-hmm. That difference is then re-quoted everywhere. Oh, I see. And now people say, well, BCG is like this. But BCG is not actually like that. It's just Mm -hmm. that they were told BCG is like that. I dare anyone to show me Mm -hmm. that BCG applies more rigor and more microeconomics than McKinsey. Show Mm -hmm. it to me. Uh How can you say that BCG is more rigorous than McKinsey? They're pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. They're very similar in the way they work. They have differences in the tools they apply, the way they engage clients, more or less different, the areas they focus on. But really, the rigor and the mm-hmm. microeconomics are pretty much the same. In fact, I would go even further and say McKinsey is maybe even more rigorous because they inject a lot of economics into their thinking. Okay. But it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. This narrative has been created and this narrative has been perpetuated. You'll speak to a BCG consultant and they'll say this, but how do they know? They never worked at McKinsey. Okay. And you speak to someone who never worked at the firms, they'll say this. It's the same with PhDs. Mm-hmm. PhDs have been told they're mm-hmm. more detail-oriented. They have been told uh-huh. they're not as good at cases than uh-huh. MBAs, and they act that way. Uh-huh. And I can tell you it's wrong, because if you look at every season of TCO, one, uh-huh. two, and three, female uh-huh. PhDs have absolutely destroyed everyone else. Mm. I mean, they've just been overwhelmingly superior. Mm-hmm. And why do you think they're overwhelmingly superior? I don't know. We because we don't clear. treat them like they're inferior. Mm. We don't bring them into the program and say, you are PhDs. Mm. And because you are weak, we're going to have a different set of interviews to test whether you can speak like a human being. 
PhD interview process is like teaching them like they're kindergarten students. We're going to put you in a room around a table to see if you can play with other people. I see. Now, what okay. signal are you sending to PhDs? Basically, you have no people skills. Right. You are telling people you have uh-huh. no people skills. So what do you think PhDs uh-huh. think? They have no people skills. Right. But if I told every PhD, look, you're exactly the same as an MBA. You just developed yourself differently. Uh-huh. Why wouldn't PhDs believe they are the same? Because you're the only one that's saying it. Everybody yeah, but think about this, right? Let's give you a classic example of this. Can we agree that countries have different cultures? Yes. Can we agree that countries have different standards? Yes. Can we agree that you can rank countries on their educational systems? And some countries are way ahead of other countries. Yes. Can we therefore agree that an MBA in the United States is very different from an MBA in another country? Yes. Is it not plausible for us to assume that there are some MBA programs in some countries that are so bad that you can't even compare them to a Harvard, Stanford, Wharton MBA? Yes. But when you tell the person in that poor country they're doing an MBA, they think they are good, right? Right. They don't say, well, my MBA is so bad, I'm like a PhD student. They never think that. Uh And why is that? Because we have told them that Uh you're doing an MBA, you are good. Uh The problem with PhDs is very simple. Uh You are told you are inferior and you act like you are inferior. Uh If you tell a child you are not good, Mm-hmm. You are going to be a failure, and I'm sorry I gave birth to you. <laughs> I wish I could take it back, but unfortunately, time machines haven't been invented yet. What do you think is going to happen to that child? He's not going to have confidence in himself. Exactly. Now, I was watching the amazing... I love reality TV, right? I love mm-hmm. reality TV. Mm-hmm. I'll say it out loud, right? I'm probably the only one. <laughs> I was watching The Amazing Race season 25. Mm-hmm. And in there, there was this lady called Bethany Hamilton. Uh-huh. She's quite famous in the surfing scene because she lost her one arm, uh-huh. completely taken off by a shark. Okay. And this lady is now competing against all these able-bodied people, and she's better than all of them. Uh... I think to myself, why is she like that? It's because she's told she can compete with everyone. Uh-huh. She was, her parents probably told her that you can do anything you want, right? Uh-huh. The problem with PhDs here is that they are told that they are inferior. Mm-hmm. they're told you're not good enough I don't tell PhDs they're not good enough mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that nonsense mm-hmm. you're in the program I expect as much as the MBAs if not mm-hmm. more because you had five years to get a degree you had more time mm-hmm. right? it's not like an MBA you know, slogging away for one year or two years without a social life you have time to do things you should be better mm-hmm. same with the season one season two season three of TCO we didn't treat them like they were inferior Mm-hmm. We didn't treat them like they had social issues and couldn't talk to people. We had very high expectations. Uh-huh. So the reason why PhD struggles is because of this expectation mismatch. Okay. If you keep on telling yourself you're weak, you will be weak. Mm-hmm. If you keep on practicing from people who tell you you're weak, you will think you are weak. Right. You know, I remember when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I was always the top math and physics student. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a natural aptitude for math. I didn't have to study. It came to me naturally. Right? Okay. It came to me that na- I didn't have to think about concepts. It just made perfect sense to me. It became uh-huh. so bad that I remember that the students in my school conspired to beat me at least once in a math exam and a physics exam. Okay. So what happened here is that the teacher came in one day and I was in the class and he told them exactly which sections of the textbook will form part of the physics exam. Okay. And they chose not to tell me. Oh, wow. Okay. So I went and studied the whole book, right? Uh-huh. And I still had the highest grade. 
<laughs> I had the highest grade because I didn't know I should have done badly. Okay. I just assumed I had to study the whole textbook. I didn't right. know it as a disadvantage. I just assumed that it was normal, right? Right. So this expectation thing is very important. Mm-hmm. If you constantly listen to people tell you you have to work harder, you will assume the only way to be successful in life is to work harder. Right. If you listen to people who keep on telling you MBA has an advantage, you think you have a disadvantage. So you have to first stop with that. Okay. So now what are your comparative advantages? Well, your comparative advantages are very simple. People don't see you coming. Mm. You're like a shark. Have you ever watched Jaws? Yeah. Imagine if Jaws had his fin cut off. No, yeah. The surfers would never see him coming. Uh-huh, yep. Because you only see the fin coming, right? Right. But if you had no fin, no one would see him coming. So a PhD student is like Jaws without the fin. No one sees you coming. Mm-hmm. They expect you to be worse. People mm-hmm. believe the narrative that PhDs are weaker, so they don't think you're going to be a big threat to them. Mm-hmm. They expect you'll be weak at people skills. They expect you'll be weak at cases. Mm-hmm. So you have a situation where no one really worries about you. Mm-hmm. That's a big advantage. Mm-hmm. Second, because the expectation is so low, it's easier to impress. <laughs> okay. That's true. Interviewers uh, believe this narrative. I don't understand where it comes from. It makes no sense to me because the PhDs I've worked with are very, very good, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, they may lack certain skills, but no more than MBAs, right? Mm-hmm. But when your expectation is so low, it's easier to impress. Mm-hmm. Third, you can get away with stupid things. If an MBA asked me about you know, contribution margin, I'd wonder what they did during the MBA, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about that because the market thinks you don't know these things. Mm-hmm. They allow you to ask these questions. Right. When you network <coughs> with partners, they are mm-hmm. more willing to help you because they think you don't get the help you want. Right. They feel that they should help you because they expect that you can't get this anywhere else. Uh-huh. Right? I see. The That's other it. big advantage, and this is a fact, is that I need to word this one carefully. <laughs> For some reason, a PhD is seen as a feminine profession. What? It is. It's seen as almost feminist. I mean, it's seen as if women should be doing a PhD and males should be doing an MBA. No. Yeah. No, this has got to be no. No, it is true. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that more females are doing PhDs. I'm not saying that. Uh-huh. But I'm saying that a PhD is seen as almost research. You're not really getting out there and doing complicated things. You're sitting you in a lab about, somewhere. I mean, there's... What? Well, physics PhDs are mostly male and okay, you're missing science. The point. You're missing the point. I didn't say uh-huh. that more females do it. I said it's seen as more feminine. Mm, I see. So, oh, oh, I okay. I didn't say that more female. I said <laughs> seen as more feminine. Okay, I see. When I'm talking to a male PhD... Uh-huh. And he's talking to me about how he was modeling something. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering to myself, but you just did a model, right? You just sat there and built a model. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. You, you just built like, a model. Go the world is fight. so sexist. The uh-huh. world associates doing things with males. Okay. They associate not doing things, but thinking about it with females. Now, that's not being sexist. That's being a realist. I'm not saying it's right. It's obviously uh-huh. wrong, but that's the way the world uh-huh. thinks about things. So when females do a PhD and they engage partners, more or less, it's easier for them to do it. Mm-hmm. It's almost an expectation. You're a female, yeah, makes sense. You'll be doing a PhD. Mm-hmm. Females, oh, you're going to go to class and debate and fight with people. Oh, uh, I see. The world is sexist. For someone to say, well, that's not true. I'm not saying it shouldn't be this way or it should be. I'm mm-hmm. saying that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So see. females do a PhD, it's a little bit easier <clears> for you to engage. So it's mm-hmm. expected you to do a PhD because the world mm-hmm. is sexist. Mm-hmm. 
So you can get away more if you're a female PhD. Now, if you are a PhD, remember all those advantages you have. Mm-hmm. But remember, the biggest disadvantage you have is the fact that you need to stop believing this nonsense. Mm-hmm. That you don't have the skills male has in the MBA program or you're detail-oriented. I don't think PhDs are detail-oriented. <laughs> I think that's like someone who has a terrible personality <laughs> saying people, at least I have a good figure. That's one thing I can rely on. <laughs> I don't think PhDs are more detail-oriented. I think it's, a, it's the same way where people say BCG is more creative in their analysis. That's not true. I see. It's a narrative you've adopted because uh-huh. really it's the only thing that you have. Uh-huh. You need to break out of it. Wait, so is it the reason why, well, a lot of consulting firms are hiring more and more PhDs just because they realize PhDs as good in cases as the yeah, MBAs? Um, or it's is very it... simple. Remember the first time a black consultant was hired? You won't remember it's before your time, right? Uh-huh. Remember the first time a female partner was appointed at McKinsey? Okay, before your time again. Uh-huh. Well, actually, you were born at that point. But this happened before Alice was born, right? Okay. The first McKinsey director was only appointed after Alice was born. Mm. Now, you can imagine why weren't more female partners appointed. Because people didn't think either they could do the work or the market would accept them. Mm-hmm. And then you hire one, you realize, well, what the hell was I worried about, right? Mm-hmm. Hire more, you know, hire them mm-hmm. as many mm-hmm. as you want. They're doing quite fine, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with PhDs. Mm-hmm. First thing, the consulting model was built on MBAs. Mm-hmm. And they just hired MBAs. Second, mm-hmm. the quality in MBAs dropped. At standard, as soon as as a market expands, quality starts declining. Okay. As a platform increases in size, more players enter the platform, and we call it platform and MBA programs, all uh-huh. over the world started increasing. Right. Obviously, the best ones rose to the top, but a lot of bad people joined the market, right? Right. So quality started dropping, and as firms started growing, they needed more skills, and they just couldn't find it amongst MBAs, and mostly they went to PhDs. But second, there's a trepidation, right? If yeah. everyone's an MBA, humans like to be around people that are similar to them. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. There's no human anywhere in the world that likes to be around people different from them. <laughs> it's right. not possible. That's as humans, we are pre-wired that way. We may uh-huh. enjoy different company, but we then gravitate to people similar to us. Right. So naturally, we're going to hire more MBAs. Uh-huh. It's elitist. We think we are better. And the way to think uh-huh. you're better is to think other people are worse. Right. We didn't understand PhDs. Right. Then we hired a few and we realized, you know what? They're fine. Uh-huh. They're aliens, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> they don't require you know, weird stuff. They are just like us. And right. then we hire more and more. It's like this. We hired the first female partner, but there's still a debate about hiring female partners 30 years later. Yeah? Mm-hmm. There is a debate. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. It's not an open debate, but people don't want to hire female partners. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with PhDs. We've hired them. We know they're normal, mm-hmm. but they're different. Mm-hmm. We're not sure. How many PhDs do you need to hire to know it works? One? I think you need one or two, right? It's not about whether you're a uh-huh. PhD because that's stereotyping you. Uh-huh. Within PhDs, there are good PhDs that are bad PhDs. It's just normal. Right. And that's the reasons why PhDs haven't dominated or haven't grown because it's just MBAs are dominating. They're different. Mm-hmm. And logic would dictate that people don't change very easily. Mm-hmm. Right, let's wrap up that one there and then we'll do one more, right? Okay. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our insider content is to join the list on marketingsavestheworld.com or firmsconsulting.com. 
So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.